Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into another edition of the Flagship Podcast. I am Horns 24-7 Managing Editor Taylor Estes. And normally I am joined by Horns 24-7 columnist Chip Brown, but kind of like the Texas Tech offense, Chip Brown is a little busy and is not available for our game reaction of the Longhorns 70 to 35 win over the Red Raiders. So we're just going to kind of roll on, get some game reaction going on here. And if you watched the Texas and Texas Tech game, you know that it all started on offense for the Longhorns. Casey Thompson uh, in his second start as the starting quarterback for the Longhorns had his best game so far. He was 18 of 23 passing for 303 yards, five touchdowns. He had one interception that even Steve Sarkeesian talked about after the game about how that was definitely a teaching moment for Casey Thompson trying to push a little bit too much in that game, but it doesn't erase what he was able to do for the Texas offense. The offense came up really big throughout the game against Texas Tech, which honestly entered the game with a pretty solid defense, especially against the run. The Red Raiders were allowing 1.7 yards per carry leading into this game Saturday against the Longhorns and if you watch the game, you know that the running game was stout once again. Um, no surprise there if you cover Texas or if you follow the Longhorns. Texas put up 336 rushing yards and uh, four touchdowns. They averaged 6.5 yards per carry against this Texas Tech defense, which was only allowing 1.7 yards per carry um, in the three games leading into this game. So obviously the running game absolutely helps out with the Texas offense as it should with the amount of talented running backs that the Longhorns have. But that definitely does not, you know, erase what Casey Thompson was able to do in this game. Again, career high 18 of 23 passing for 303 yards, five touchdowns. And I wonder, there's a part of you that wonders if this is, you know, what you saw Casey Thompson do against Texas Tech, if this is what you're kind of seeing the the relationship and the chemistry that he may be developing with true freshman wide receiver Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy had a career high game. Obviously, he's only a true freshman, so he's only four games into his career, but still five catches, 100 yards and three touchdowns, including a 62 yard touchdown reception that he had for Texas in that 70 to 35 win. You know, leading into this game, Casey Thompson talked about how ahead of Rice, he and Xavier Worthy had worked extra time together watching film. And Xavier Worthy has been the type of receiver that he wants to get better. And Steve Sarkeesian's talked about that a lot 
actually since Xavier Worthy's been on campus. He's talked about how the Texas offensive staff really wants to get Xavier Worthy more involved with the game plan. They have since the Rice game, and it's obviously paid off with his three-touchdown performance today against Texas Tech. Um, but, you know, you definitely cannot overlook the pro the production that Casey Thompson put into this game. I mean, he comes into the game, the offense as a whole, whether he was on the field or not, you know, nine scored on nine of 11 possessions, only one turnover on downs. And that was late in the game um, as Texas was trying to run out the clock in the fourth quarter. You'll take that every day. You'll take that every single day in the big 12, especially um, if you can, you know, roll that way, nine of 11 scoring possessions. I mean, that's a good day in the office. Texas was 10 of 14 on third down conversions. And again, Xavier Worthy, I feel like was definitely, especially from the receiving corps, he had a breakout game that was needed. This is a guy that has the type of breakout speed, the type of difference making speed that Texas has really lacked, honestly, and I can't even, you know, go back to when the last time Texas had the type of playmaker that Xavier Worthy can present, you know, to be for the Texas offense. And he showed that up big time against this Texas Tech defense. I know that sounds weird because obviously Texas Tech never been a defensive type of school. Never. Um, but this year going into this game, you know, Texas defense or Texas Tech's defense, excuse me, was probably one of the stories leading into Big 12 play. Now, I think I a lot of Texas fans and anybody who watched this game realized that maybe the level of competition that Texas Tech faced leading into this game probably played a little bit of a role into thinking that this defense was as stout as it was. But still, Texas puts up 70 points on Texas Tech. It's the most points scored since the 2005 Big 12 title win over Colorado, where Texas won 70 to 3. Obviously, everyone knows how that season ended. Vince Young beating USC in the BCS National Championship. Now, let's tap the brakes a little bit. We're not saying at all that this Texas team is on that same level, but I do feel like if, if I'm a Texas fan, I'm looking at this game and looking at the fact that Texas did what it's supposed to do. And one of the biggest gripes I feel like about Tom Herman in the last, not just Tom Herman, honestly, going back to, to Mac Brown's later years at Texas, the biggest gripe has been that Texas plays either up or down to an opponent. And there's the, the you know, records and the stats show it. Um, there were plenty of close games in the Tom Herman era, and that's great when it worked out for that, them. And Texas Tech last year was a game that worked out for the Longhorns, having that close game. But you don't want that. You want to handle business, especially when you have a team like Texas that has a lot of talent across the board. And I think what you saw from Texas today was the game against Rice, the 58 to nothing win against Rice was not really a fluke. It was definitely what the standard should probably be under Steve Sarkeesian. You know, I had coaches texting me in the middle of the game saying, this is the best Texas offense and the best play calling that they have seen in over a decade. And I trust these coaches, the ones that were texting me and the sources who know the game, have coached in the game for decades are saying this. And it goes to show what Steve Sarkeesian really can do as an offensive play caller, regardless of the talent. You know, I think that a lot of things that Texas fans and a lot of probably Texas critics had against Steve Sarkeesian was, oh, it's easy 
to do that at Alabama. When you have five stars across the board, of course, it's easy to put up 70 points on an opponent, especially one that you consider a lesser opponent. But the reality is Texas doesn't have five stars across the board. What they have is what Steve Sarkeesian was given. And while Texas has done a really good job in recruiting in the last several years, the recruiting never really, the talent that Texas did get never really played up to what you expected of it. And, you know, you saw glimpses against Louisiana. You saw a huge fall off against Arkansas. You thought you saw glimpses against Rice. And then you see them against a conference opponent. And regardless of who it is, Texas Tech has been good defensively. And I know I say that, you know, I'm a little cautious in saying that because Texas Tech's defense has not been great. Let's be honest. It hasn't been great. But the reality is this year, it has been a strength of the team. And for Texas to put up 70 points on this Red Raider defense, I feel like there's a great launching point into Big 12 conference play. Now, on the flip side, you talk about the Texas defense. I think the defensive player of the game probably has to be Josh Thompson, cornerback, senior cornerback. He had that pick six that was you know, a kind of a dagger. I mean, Texas hasn't had very many defensive touchdowns in the last number of years. And having that against a Texas Tech offense that is way more than competent. Let's be real. This is not some scrub offense. I mean, I know that, you know, starting quarterback Tyler Shuck was, he left the game, came in was Henry Columbia, and Henry Columbia still got the ball moving. But for the fact that Texas was able to hold Texas Tech to 14 points at halftime is something that you look at from a defensive standpoint as a stepping stone of getting better. Now, in the second half, Steve Sarkeesian did talk about how Texas kind of let off the gas a little bit. I know the whole all gas, no breaks or whatever does come into play since that is his coined, uh, you know, statement or whatever you want to call it. However, you know, the fact that Texas outscored Texas Tech by double digits is su substantial. I mean, this is a team that Texas has faced in the last number of years, and it's always been a close game. And I'll be the first to admit it. Leading into this game, I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it was. I thought that Texas Tech would come into Austin, guns blazing, you know, ready to right the wrong of dropping a 15-point lead with 313 left in the game last year to lose an overtime to Texas. I thought that they would come in guns blazing. That didn't necessarily happen. Obviously, there were some injuries. Uh, starting running back that was a leading rusher for the Red Raiders, Taj Brooks, did not play in the game because of an injury. And then starting quarterback Tyler Shuck, he left the game in the first half and was replaced by his backup, Henry Columbia. So there were some, you know, a little bit of ups and downs. But the reality is, if you're looking at this Texas team, first of all, you look at the running game. You look at what not just B. John Robinson. Let's obviously credit is deserved for B. John Robinson. This guy's a monster. I mean, Sam Ellinger tweeted midway through the game that B. John Robinson should be in the Heisman talk. And as somebody who has rarely seen a Heisman caliber type of running back at Texas in my 10 years as a credentialed Texas media member, I have to agree. Bijan Robinson, in my opinion, is the best running back in college football right now. 
and he continued to lead the charge. He uh, ended the game with 137 rushing yards, but he didn't have a touchdown. And that in itself is probably a quote unquote letdown. And think about that, 137 rushing yards. And that's quote unquote, a letdown. He had 18 attempts for 7.6 yards per carry. Okay. So clearly he's a stud. We all know that. If you've watched Texas play, you know, Bijan Robinson's a stud. But the fact that Texas running backs behind Robinson continued to roll. You look at Rojan, Roshan Johnson. He had a, pro, a productive day, 64 yards, two touchdowns. And this is against a Texas Tech team that was holding opponents to 1.7 rushing yards per attempt empty, entering the game. Texas finished with 336 rushing yards on the ground, an average of 6.5 rushing yards per attempt. That's a good day in the office, regardless of who you're facing. If you can get 6.5 yards on the ground every attempt, you're probably going to win the game, you know. And so the Longhorns running attack obviously is the the key for this team. Um, in postgame, Steve Sarkeesian was talking about, you know, how the offense got rolling. And he did say that this Texas team is a run first team. And we saw that. We've seen that every single game. It's a run first team, but it opens up the passing game. And the one thing that Texas really hadn't shown was opening up the passing game, I feel like, because against Arkansas, the passing, it wasn't atrocious, but it wasn't great with Hudson Card and Casey Thompson combining there. And then even against Rice, you know, Casey Thompson, you know, he completed less than 200 yards passing. And there were some Texas fans that thought, okay, well, What's Casey Thompson really have to bring? Well, what he really has to bring is when he has to attempt 23 passes, he completes 18 of them for over 300 yards and five touchdowns. So that goes to show that this running attack, when it can get going, which it has shown a number of times that it can get going, it is going to open up the offense, it's going to open up the passing game. And Casey Thompson's been the answer. There's no denying that he, you know, I, I talked to him earlier in the week. And I actually, we talked to him in an interview setting, but then I actually took the elevator down from the post interviews with Casey. And we were talking to him. We were saying like, how do you feel about being called a gamer? And he said, he said, you know, I don't really know where that came from, but I'm okay with it, I guess. But the reality is he is a gamer. This guy he, with the lights on, he's lights out. And in a way that I feel like a lot of people did not expect, myself included, I'll be the first one to say that Casey Thompson has far exceeded my expectations prior to the Alamo Bowl, I will say. When I saw him play against Colorado in the Alamo Bowl, I thought he was really, really productive, and I thought the, the future was bright. He had a very high ceiling. Before that, I probably didn't think that because I didn't really see him until, you know, when he was a recruit, and it's totally different the game from high school to college when you see these recruits in person. And he is just showing that every single time he takes a field, he is going to get the offense moving. Now, on the flip side, you know, I know that some I'm reading on the Horns 24-7 message board, everything. I see that some Texas fans are a little bit down on the defense, but I'm gonna caution you to do that because in the first half against Texas Tech, the defense was stout held, you know, Texas Tech to 14 plays or excuse me, 14 points in the first half 
entered halftime with a commanding lead. Josh Thompson had that pick six. I think he deserves a defensive player of the game for this one because of that play. And, you know, but I do like what I heard from Steve Sarkeesian after the game. He did say that in post game, how he wants this team to continue to put pressure on opponents and not let up in the second half, even when having a commanding lead. And that for Texas fans should probably be, um, you know, something that you should wake up in the morning with a big smile on your face, hearing the head coach say that, because there have been so many games where I feel like Texas did have a substantial lead in the past under the previous regime. And then they let teams get back in the ball game while Texas tech definitely did, you know, perform better offensively as the game went on. And I think after, you know, the Texas defense was probably letting up, you know, if you have a substantial lead going into halftime, you probably don't think that you need to really shut everything down, especially if you're up by, I believe it was uh, 30 something points at halftime. Obviously you understand that, but there were some explosive plays that Texas tech did put up in the second half against the Texas defense. A lot of the backups were on the field. Texas Tech scoring drives were pretty quick. And so, you know, I do think that the Texas defense will need to improve against the up-tempo offense that they are going to face in the Big 12. That's hurt Texas defensively early in games, especially if you go back to Arkansas game. You know, they, they really didn't have an answer to that. So while there's definitely some things that the Texas defense needs to work on, you know, I think that having a lot of those yards added in garbage time is probably not a bad situation for the Texas defense. If they can really get their mindset on not letting up in halftime, regardless of what the lead is, like Steve Sarkeesian did say after the game, this could be a really talented team. I think a lot more talented than probably a lot of people even expected, honestly. And I, I'll be the first to say, I don't know if I expected this Texas team to be able to put up 70 points of offense in year one under Steve Sarkeesian. Now, did I think that would happen eventually? Yeah, absolutely. Steve Sarkeesian's one of the best play callers in all of football, not just college football, all of football. I truly believe that he, his offensive mind, you know, I know when Tom Herman came into Texas, people talked about him being this offensive guru. If he's an offensive guru, then Steve Sarkeesian is Mensa of that offensive guru because he has so many different wrinkles that he can play into the game. And it doesn't just only happen when you have an Alabama talented roster. And I think that you're seeing that in Texas. Now, obviously, that's going to have to continue. I mean, Texas has a gauntlet of a stretch uh, on the road next week, 11 a.m. game against TCU. I don't need to tell every Texas fan how TCU has played against Texas um, ever since they entered the Big 12. It's it, The record shows it. Tex TCU enters that game. Gary Patterson enters that game like it's the Super Bowl. Regardless of TCU entering the game off of a loss to SMU, honestly, that's probably the biggest concern if I am Texas is the fact that TCU is coming into this game after losing to SMU on Saturday when they're already a team that seems to have Texas number. Now, we don't know how that's going to be when it comes to Steve Sarkeesian leading the team. And it's probably not fair to, you know, point to history when it comes to 
this matchup between Texas and TCU because the reality is Steve Sarkeesian, he, he's not, you know, to blame for the dismal record that Texas has put up against TCU. However, he does have to take some type of accountability for how his team obviously plays against the Horn Frogs next week. That's test number two. I think that the Texas Tech game was probably test number one. That's test two. Then they have Oklahoma. And say what you will about Oklahoma. I know that some of the games have been closer than expected, but this is the first game that Steve Sarkeesian will coach in the Red River shootout. Pardon me. I know that's not PC, but I don't call it showdown anything. It's the Red River shootout because it's always a shootout. Let's be honest. <laughs> so we can't just ignore that. So there's definitely with that. And then Oklahoma State also in the month of October. This is going to be a very tough stretch, I feel like, for Texas. But getting this win against Texas Tech, especially in the manner that Texas did get the win. I mean, there have been very few times in my career where I can sit back and say against a leg legitimate conference opponent, there have been some quote-unquote cupcake wins, uh, games against, you know, cupcake teams that ended up in destroying wins for Texas. I'm not counting that. The fact alone that Texas put up 639 yards of offense against probably one of the quote-unquote best Texas Tech defenses to open Big 12 play is exactly what the Longhorns needed heading into this gauntlet stretch. Um, obviously, you know, Texas starts off 1-0 Big 12 play uh, they're going to face a tough TCU team. Gary Patterson, no doubt, is going to have that team ready to go from start to finish. He does it every year. So this will be a very good test to see how Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns in general really get going um, against a team that is going to be chomping at the bit to destroy Texas, just as the Horn Frogs have done every year. But you know, in recapping this Texas Tech game, you have to look at the positives. The positives are Texas posted 70 points of offense for the first time that since 2005. Again, everyone knows how that season ended. I'm not saying that is how this Texas season is going to end, but it's a good start for sure against a conference team that has a competent defense. And now we're going to learn a lot, I think, about the Texas roster and Steve Sarkeesian and his staff in year one down the next three game stretch. Um, I think that this was a huge catapult, a very positive momentum, you know, booster for the Longhorns to work off of. It's the, I think one of the bigger concerns was after the Louisiana game, they came into Arkansas, got punched in the mouth, didn't look like they really took it seriously. Then they had that win against Rice and then they followed it up with this you know, destroying, uh, let's be honest, a destroying game against the Red Raiders. So I think you have to take in a first year head coach, first year coaching staff, you have to take the little things like, you know, putting up 70 points against a conference opponent in Big 12 play, your first game of Big 12 play as head coach, and you have to build off of that. And as of this point, I feel like you can't really, you know, question Steve Sarkeesian's ability to build off of that because Texas followed up the 58 to nothing shutout over Rice with this type of game. So that's a quick type of recap of it. Um, there's going to be a lot more to cover moving forward, especially into Big 12 play. 
And uh, it's going to be really exciting, I feel like, seeing this Texas team go up against TCU, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State in the coming weeks here. So you definitely will not want to miss a minute of the action. Make sure you uh, subscribe to Horns 24-7. Um, definitely do the annual subscription because You'll get access to every single team site in the network. So you can see what the TCU fans are saying. You can see what the Oklahoma fans are seeing, Oklahoma State, so on and so forth as the Longhorns move into conference play. And as always, you definitely want to head over to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. Definitely hit subscribe. Click the bell for all the latest notifications as we've kind of hinted at. We're going to be expanding that product here in the coming weeks including the State of Recruiting podcast coming on video too with our guys Mike Roach and Nick Harris. So sub go to uh, youtube.com slash horns247, hit subscribe, click the bell, get all the latest notifications. So with that said, I'll make it quick and dirty and quick and easy for all the Texas fans after that 70 to 35 win over Texas Tech. So for my disappearing colleague, Chip Brown. I am Taylor Essis. Make sure you tune in to all the latest features over at Horns 24-7. Get that annual subscription. So I'll take what Chip always says for the flagship podcast. Stay safe and keep the faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.